You ready for this one? No. Are you ready to have your metaphysical mind blown? You recorded the video for this last week, and I have no idea what we talked about. <laughs> and we're your meta sidekicks. I touched the button this time. It's mine. It's my podcast. Are you ready? I did the research. It's my podcast. Yeah. Hopefully, I can remember what I told you last week. Mine. Mine. Because <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, gosh, guys. If you're but. new to the podcast, I'm Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. No. And uh, we're psychic mediums. We are your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, paranormal, spiritual, and everything in between, specifically abnormal. We love dad jokes. There's no capes allowed. And uh, we take all of the things that most spiritual, metaphysical people would take and do in a much more tasteful and serious manner and completely blow it up with horrible references to SpongeBob and anything that comes up within our autistic and ADHD brains. Are you ready to talk about the Akashic Records? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Em and I, oh, we might be psychic mediums, but all of the information that we've ever gotten from the Akashic Records or about the Akashic Records regarding to and of or about. Was from spiritual beings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which people can uh, probably argue are not existing or not real. <laughs> well, technically, they're not physically existing. I know, but... As a physical person, they could probably claim that they don't exist at all. Well, yeah, but... And we're just talking to imaginary people in you our could head. also do the same thing about the Akashic Records, because it literally is defined yeah. as something so that you, doesn't exist. If you think we're talking to no one, welcome to the Akashic Records. Why are you here? <laughs> May we take your hat, sir? <laughs> May we take your order? <laughs> um, Almost the good burger. Yep. There we go. You think the Akashic Records has that in there? Just a Why wouldn't Tom time stamp for that? <laughs> All of the information we've ever gotten about or regarding to the Akashic Records has literally been from spiritual beings that have been helping us with our business since we started it. Take that how you will, because when I started actually doing research for the Akashic Records, it freaked you out because the things that a spiritual being was telling you about it are actually what other people think about it. Yes, like actual written things on the internet. So. Yeah, with this girl's, what, research paper that yeah. she did on the Akashic Records, which is sick. Interestingly enough, this is the first source as a metaphysical, spiritual, paranormal podcast content creator, whatever, that I found an actual source that it wasn't a .com or .com. That wasn't a .com. <laughs> yeah, with multiple <laughs> slews of pop-up ads about, like, mattresses and birth control. So, you know, it was interesting. What you doing there? We went to a psychic today, and my mother is telling me information that the psychic told me that the psychic shouldn't know. So, <laughs> She's a psychic, so. Yeah, so it's freaking me out a little bit. I don't know how I got here or what we're doing. We're talking what about the Akashic Records. <laughs> Buckle up, because this is my podcast, bitch. Buckle up! <laughs> because, uh, yeah, if you want to see us reacting to this the first time, because I think it's going to be completely different this time. <laughs> Oh, for sure. We did the video for it on our YouTube channel last week. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, let me tell you, should we even tell you what we thought the Akashic Records was before I researched everything, or should I just go into it? Because it's basically the same thing, only it's I have names for stuff. Yeah. Wait, well, there's names for it? What do you mean? Remember the big wigs of the Akashic Records? Obviously, you don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What All do you mean right. by big wigs? 
when I was in AP US history, mm-hmm. my teacher used to always say the that the people, wigs. yes, the people in charge are referred to as the big wigs. Oh, so I'm the big wig of our company. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> you always refer to me as your manager, but I think you should refer to me as the big wig. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. No, I am asking. <laughs> There's a lot of places that I could make a lot of uh, things to put on top of you that say that. I would love every single one of them. <laughs> I don't know where this bad part is happening. <laughs> I mean, you think I'm going to get you like a t-shirt or a mug or oh, like... Oh, no, you would get me a, a wig. Name. I know who okay, you are. Okay, good. As long as you understand that you're going to be a part of the rock Just and roll band from SpongeBob. Listen, <laughs> it can't be a used wig because then I'll get lice. Actually, I also feel like I would never get lice because my hair is so goddamn thick that it would never happen. What if I got you an it actual wig? From a dead person. No. And it was... <laughs> the wig would talk to me. Doused in syphilis. That would be the next horror film. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're right, TMTM. I know! <laughs> Literally, somebody puts on a wig that falls out of the sky and it has syphilis, but it also possesses them. Just yes. a horrible, tragic story. Tragic ending. I think we can make a really good successful oh movie my with God. that. Jack Black, are you listening? I'm sorry. Why always Jack Black? Because he's so funny. He probably wouldn't be in a movie like this, though, because it's really bad. Okay, I'm just going to have to cut everything out. The Akashic Records. Did you know that? <laughs> sorry. Oh, today's a lot. I have a lot of anxiety. We need to get sponsored by a deodorant because I really am having problems with my armpit moisture. Guys. If you are a deodorant brand or work for a deodorant brand, we need a sponsor for deodorant, and it will be hilarious. Yes. People will get so much deodorant from our channel because they'll watch through your commercial just for the sole fact that during the scariest part of whatever we're talking about, I'm going to be like, Liv, wait, I got to reapply my deodorant. Because we're stress sweating. Because it's great. Literally stress sweating my it existence fits so away. well. So it needs to happen. Manifestation. Or a magic eight ball. Or chicken noodle soup that has the letters for the noodles. All right. Akasha is the Sanskrit word for ether, sky, or atmosphere. Because we're talking about the Akashic Records. Does anybody even know what the Akashic Records is? No. We're totally falling underneath that category of podcasts that people hate where their intro is eight bazillion minutes long and they don't even know what they're talking about yet. The Akashic Records, if you don't know, without me reading the things that I've written down from the interweb, but only the things that I've had spiritual beings tell me, is a non-physical plane of existence in which everything about existence itself, not just in our universe, but other realms of existence themselves, have been recorded. It is like the library of existence itself. So... That is where everything's kept. It's uh, what people say. It's like a the, the Wi-Fi, the internet, the internet. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. So it's like the internet, but of existence. So everything about anything is there. And it's also where like your soul contracts are supposed to be held because you, yourself, little listener, is uh, <laughs> or big listener, however you want to be big listener, all of your things are there too because you are a part of existence. Congratulations. So- Let's get into what the interweb says the Akashic Records are. So the Akashic Records comes from the Sanskrit word Akasha, which means ether, sky, or atmosphere. And according to the interwebs, probably most specifically Wikipedia, (laughs) says its uh, definition is, in occultism, 
The Akashic Records is a compendium of pictorial records or memories of events, actions, thoughts, and feelings that have occurred since the beginning of time. So I think that's interesting. And the internet, what is it? What is it called when you relate something to something? Comparison. There we go. Oh, wow. (laughs) The internet comparison was from a girl named Alec Nash, who I believe wrote her some sort of dissertation yes some sort of school scholarly thesis dissertation on the akashic records and she said it is quote the internet of the universe so i thought that was pretty cool and yeah uh, because there's mediums that we us too as psychic mediums see the akashic records as like a big spiritual library kind of like in avatar the last airbender their big spiritual library however there are other mediums that refer to it and see it more kind of like a database of information because it's more of a modern and more relatable to them and that's why they refer to a lot of things as being like downloads from spirit because they're more like modernly influenced by technology yeah but em and i are old people and we have We're old souls, old souls. <laughs> And uh, libraries, because when spirit or spirits speak to you, they'll use things that have happened in your past, present, or future, or someone else's to relay information. So in a way to get a point across, they'll use something that is relatable to you since they are privy to everything about you if they want. Because they have, a, they have a, what is it, access to the Akashic Records in one form or another. Anyways, the Akashic Records in the religion of theosophy and the philosophical school called anthroposophy, anthroposophy, which I thought was interesting to say. The Akashic Records are a compendium of all universal events, thoughts, words, emotions, and intent ever to have occurred in the past, present, or future in terms of all entities and life forms, not just human. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, what? Because I used to be one of them. Um, I thought mediumship was only talking to human souls. I was, what is it? I don't know. Very, 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 very wrong. Blatantly wrong, I think is what I was going to say. That's what you were going to say. Yeah, it's just so, it just seems so obvious now that that's not what it is. But anyways, um, so... The Akashic Records was believed by theophysists to be encoded in a non-physical plane of existence known as the mental plane, um, and that only ancidental accounts but no scientific evidence of the Akashic Records actually exists. So at the beginning of this podcast, M was like, most people would say that we can't even say that what we're talking to, like the spiritual beings that gave us the information on the Akashic Records, you could argue that that doesn't even exist. Well... You could also argue that the Akashic Records doesn't exist because the spiritual beings that gave us the information about the Akashic Records would exist in a realm of existence that is similar to the Akashic Records. It is a non-physical plane of existence. And if a lot of people are like immediately clicking off because they think we're absolutely bonkers, you have to understand that we are not the only plane of existence in the world. And when we say plane of existence existence does not have to be physical it can be energetic because when you boil existence down it is just energy and the frequencies at which those particle energies reside doesn't have to be physical like the gas in front of you is non-physical technically but you could also argue it is physically technical technically physical too That's how that works. A lot of people also think that when we're talking about different planes of existence, it's like within our universe. So like aliens, like if we're talking to. Hmm. That's what people think. Yes. If we're talking to someone. Aliens are on a different plane of existence. No, people think that when we're talking about a different plane of existence, it would be something within our 
solar system or our universe itself, our physical universe. Interesting. So like my one spirit guide, my rock monster, since I'm talking to him and saying that he's a spiritual being, a lot of people think that that means he comes from a different planet within our universe. No, (laughs) he comes from a different realm of existence itself and it doesn't even have to be physical. He probably doesn't even look like a rock monster. It's just the way he presents to me because it's how I can identify and relate to him. Yeah, maybe he's actually a mountain. (laughs) Or he is absolutely just nothing. Now he's got to be rocky in some way. (laughs) (laughs) He shows me Rocky Balboa. No. (laughs) Oh, goodness. There you go. And I told you in the beginning or a few seconds ago that the Akashic records are most notably related to a religion called theosophy. And I think that's also interesting because when you look into theosophy itself, it says that theosophy is a religion that was established in New York City around 1875, and it was formed primarily by a woman named Helena Blatvatsky. She was a Russian immigrant. And I guess the entire idea of theosophy is that they are attempting to revive knowledge of an ancient religion, which was once found worldwide and will eventually rise again to eclipse the modern age religions. I could literally, we could literally make an entire podcast or like a series of podcasts. We could make an entire podcast channel just about theosophy. And I also think it's funny that Wikipedia says that it's a religion. However, I guess theosophists themselves don't think that theosophy is a religion. They're just like, it is theosophy itself. It is the one religion that came before all other religions. And we are here to make sure that it rises once again to be the one religion. But isn't that what all religions say? Um, Or at least a lot of them. They're like, my religion's the right one. No, I think there are religions that absorb other religions, which is why like Hindu lasted so long or is still lasting because it kind of absorbs other religions because it's not a you have to believe in this it's kind of like these are aspects of hinduism pick which ones you believe in pick which ones you're gonna worship yeah so no they're not all like that however not all of them but there's a lot of them that are like this is the right one how does this religion relate to the akashic records it is talking about the akashic the idea of the akashic records was birthed from theosophists okay so then how do they use the akashic records in their i don't know religious studies i guess I don't know, because that oh, would go into theosophy. I only focus exactly. on the Akashic Records itself and oh. where it came from. So, Oh, so it just came from this religion? Yes, but I think it's interesting that you f- use the idea of Hinduism or like <laughs> the more, what is it, Eastern religions, because Helena Blotvatsky, the Russian immigrant, she did not actually use the term Akashic Records. However, if you know anything about Helena Blavatsky or if you even do like a simple Google search, you will see that she was a huge spearhead or quote unquote big wig of the spiritualist movement in America as well as I think Europe. I'm not entirely sure about the Europe part, but I know for sure she was American spiritualist movement big wig. And she got a lot of her information and ideas from Buddhism and Hinduism. Like a lot. And that is why the Akashic Records is rooted in the word Akasha, which is Sanskrit. And Sanskrit is India, as we all know. Got you. Because I was going to ask you, why is it the, why is Akashic the Sanskrit word, even though it's like created from this religion? 
because they took all of their things that they said is the one true religion that trumps all of the other religions yeah. as the one that came first. <laughs> it's odd. Yeah. I think Buddhism and Hinduism is one of the oldest religions. Yes. And it's lasted this long, like hasn't been replaced because it literally absorbs other religions. So one of the things I learned in like my world's religion class is mm. that Hinduism, you don't have to do specific things so like with christianity you have to believe in one god you have to believe in jesus and that's how you know you're christian however with hinduism it's it can be polytheistic but you can just worship one of the gods yeah that type of thing yeah so anyways the big wigs of the akashic records or the people that i guess this entire idea or term of akashic records not akasha akashic records is uh birthed from so Helena, Helena Blodvatsky did not use the term Akashic Records specifically but she was coined using the term manifestation but not Akashic Records instead of using the word Akashic Records she referred to it as a life force saying that as a concept it is indestructible tablets of astral lights recording both past present and human past present and future human thoughts and actions I don't know I already made, I think I made the joke about Kung Fu Panda in our YouTube video. When I hear or read indestructible tablets of astral light, it just makes me think about Poe opening up the dragon scroll and he's like, ah! and there's just like gold light that's coming out of this tiny scroll and then he opens it and there's just nothing there. Yeah. I Is love he, it. Akashic Records. Akashic Records. Dragon scroll. Uh, yeah. I can't. It's just really funny. I love it. Jack Gosh. Black. Anyways, I just need to watch Kung Fu Panda. It really makes me feel good. I need almond cookies. Okay. You you hate almonds. Why cookie form? Well, because I like oh, the, the juices of almonds in cookies forms. Yeah. What is it? Almond. almond. I'm going to make an almond cookie and put full ass almonds in there. If you do that, I will pick out every single one of them and stick it's gonna them to your surprise, walls. It's going to be a surprise though. It's, you're only going to see them in the middle when you chew through it. I'm going so you accidentally eat one. to lick them and stick them to your walls like cheese puffs. Wow. I see how it is. Yeah, like tarot cards on my forehead, but <laughs> almond slices to your Gross. walls. <laughs> she hates when I lick her tarot cards and this put them disgusting. on my forehead. It's how would, I get my third eye to read them. Would anyone else like when they have their friend lick their objects? <laughs> no, it's just because people don't actually know how to read tarot and you're actually going to only lick- read them. When they're stuck to your third eye, that's why no one has their third eye open. It's because you can't see it. Whoa, oh my God. (laughs) Maybe you need glasses for your third eye. Have you ever thought about that? I think I need to continue to lick tarot cards to put them on my forehead because water is conductive. So is saliva. So is saliva because it's a liquid. You're a liquid. And I'm just increasing the spiritual conductivity of the information from the tarot card to my third eye it's science science (laughs) so alfred percy sinnott wrote in his book esoteric buddhism about another dude's book i got really messed up doing this so i'm just gonna read it how i wrote it and then ask questions if you don't understand Alfred Percy Sinnett, because we're talking about the big wigs of the akashic records the people that were like this is a thing and here's the word that we use to describe it Alfred Percy Sinnott wrote in his book, Esoteric Buddhism, about Henry Steele Olcott's writings in A Buddhist's 
catechism that Olcott roughly explained two metaphysical concepts that are fixed. Those concepts are both viz, which he explained, Olcott explained, as akasha, and nirvana. And that congruent with the ideas of theosophy, everything in physicality has come out of or is based off of the akasha, which follows his hypothesis in theosophy that ideas are considered law. And this law of motion inherent to the realm of akasha itself and the physicality it birthed eventually passes away, stating that no thing ever comes out of nothing. And Olcott further explained that he was privy to this knowledge due to his state of individual enlightenment and the fixed metaphysical existence of early Buddhism that was being permanently held in the Akasha, which because of his individual enlightenment, he has access to. So if you are very, very confused about this, Alfred Percy wrote about something that Henry Steele Olcott wrote about in one of his books. And the thing that Henry Steele wrote about was that two things are fixed, two concepts. One of them is the Akasha and the other one is Nirvana. And I am, he's telling me that they're both two places of existence. Nirvana is above Akasha. And that because these concepts are fixed. Do you need help? No, it's not. I'm listening to him and it's making oh. it hard for me. Okay. Because... Uh, Helena Blotbotsky said that the Akashic records are part of the mental plane, right? Okay. For you and I, we've talked about the mental plane before. You're talking about the creative conscious? Yes. Okay. We call it the creative conscious, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about in, I don't know, at least two podcasts. One of them was our dragon podcast, and then one was our manifestation podcast. Yeah. Nothing comes from nothing. something from nothing. Exactly. And this is basically what he's touching upon, which absolutely blows my mind because I don't know who any of these people are. But he's telling me that there are two things that are fixed. The existence of Akasha, which is the Akashic Records, and the existence of Nirvana. And I'm not entirely sure what Nirvana is enough to say anything about it. Nirvana is basically, it's from Hindu culture and it's basically like a heavenly space. That's like where you go once you're like enlightened. That's where you're like pass on to you. Thank you for telling me that because he's saying that his one quote that he says over here that he's privy to this knowledge due to his individual state of enlightenment, which is fixed in early Buddhism. He's saying that the teachings of early Buddhism are being held in the Akasha. And since he is alive while he wrote this and also because of his individual enlightenment that he has reached while he's alive, he's able to Read about the early Buddhism teachings, which a lot of all of Helena Blotvosky's ideas came from, is in the Akasha. So he's like, I have reached enlightenment. I can go into the Akasha and I can read the uh, indestructible tablets of astral light that talk about or give me information about early Buddhism and can tell you because I'm in Akasha and I'm reading about early Buddhism in the Akasha, that nirvana exists. That's basically what he's trying to say there as far as I interpret what he's saying and what he's telling me right now. He's like, yes, he's very funny. Um, He's very quirky. I really think it's interesting that he says that nothing ever comes out of nothing or no thing is specifically what he says. No thing ever comes out of nothing. He's saying that Energy Akasha- Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Yes, 
He was already speaking third law of thermodynamics way before people knew what that was, I think. <laughs> but he says no thing can ever come out of nothing. And then he says that Akasha itself and the physicality or Akasha births phys- physicality. And I think we talked about this in the YouTube video. He like showed me how <sighs> Akasha is a place that is a non-physical realm of existence what dictates physicality is the frequency at which the energy of that reality resides. So different realities can have non-physical forms of existence because in essence, the only thing we are talking to as mediums is energy itself and interpreting it. So other realms of existence can exist at different frequencies dictating the form in which the energy is projected. So he's saying basically that the Akasha, no matter, we're not focusing on its it's like placement within reality or the frequency the Akasha resides on. However, you can safely assume that the Akasha is a very high realm of existence. It's not the mental plane. It's above the mental plane. But Akasha itself, the things that are held within the Akashic records are what dictate the what other the dimensions. Rules for the other dimensions. Yeah. So oh, yeah, we talked about this, DNA. Yeah, so to Thank put this you. in a non-scientific way please help me basically a plane of existence would be seen kind of like a video game so in the video game there are specific laws and rules that you can do and that's kind of like written in the code that's essentially that code is held within the akashic records that is the code in which the physical plane exists it's the code that basically says your arm cannot go through a wall because that's not how it works that is against the rules However, in a non-physical plane, you have the ability to manifest things. And it happens a lot quicker because there's no physical bounds. So that is a different law, a different rule in their specific plane of existence. And when I said that in the YouTube video, Liv was like, you're talking about code in video games. How about the code within the DNA and RNA strands within cells? Yeah. So it's literally like if you were creating a literal video game, the code is placed with inside your own DNA and the tr- the code runs from the Akashic Records. Yes, the Akashic Records is the nucleus of all realm information. And you say that the Akashic Records is like a higher up dimension. From my research, there is it is believed that the Akashic Records is like on the eighth plane of existence if... You like to count dimensions. I'm not entirely sure about the number of dimensions. But the reason why it's like on the eighth plane or the eighth dimension is because it is far enough away in vibration levels away from the darker things that would be able to like get into the Akashic Records and change and manipulate things. It's too far away for those beings of lower dimensional vibrations to be able to get to the Akashic Records. However, it is high enough or low enough in order for it to be accessible to the light beings, to the higher dimensional beings that need access to the Akashic Records itself. Yes. I really love the idea of DNA, and that's why everything's Uh based off of things in the Akasha. Yeah, it's literally just based upon codes and rules. It's just beautiful. I love it. (laughs) Honestly. So back to the bigwigs that formed this idea or gave a name to its idea. Charles Ledbetter 
was the one to associate the term with the idea when he identified the Akashic Records by name as something a clairvoyant could read. So I think it's interesting that we've had all of these people that say, oh, the Akashic Records is a tablet of indestructible light. The Akashic Records is something that I was able to read um, because I have super cool enlightenment and I was in the Akashic Records like chilling and hanging out. I don't know doing fun Akashic record stuff. Yeah, so another thing that they were explaining to me too was that guy you're talking about that Olcott, is that what his name is? Yeah. The reason why he's able to read the Akashic records is because technically we are a lower dimensional being as a human being. Our physical body is a low dimensional being. And they're telling me because we're heavier, we have a hard time going up to go to the Akashic records. However, because we are a human being, we are half the physical being and our soul is that higher dimensional spiritual being. And that is the vibration that is able to get there. This specific man, he has a higher vibrational like soul or spirit. And that's why it's easy for him to get there because his frequency matches the Akashic records better than like someone that has a lower frequency soul. Yeah, his past lives were different. They were more varied. They were just human existences. Yeah, because I think you were talking about basically incarnating into this world basically helps you learn lessons to help raise your vibration. However, him being enlightened, he went through all of those lives and had those lessons to make his soul become more high vibrational, which is why he's able to now have access to the Akashic Records to get that information because he is said quote enlightened yeah it's interesting but up until charles ladbeater people only associated the idea of the akashic records i would safely assume but i am not entirely sure with the idea of akasha even though that's probably very different from eastern teachings because all of the people we're talking to have taken eastern teachings and westernized the absolute fizzuck out of them. So not until Charles Ludbeater was the term Akashic Records actually used. And he said that it was something that a clairvoyant could read, claiming in his 1913 book, he supposedly recorded the history of Atlantis and other civilizations in addition to the future society of Earth in the 28th century. He said he could read future history because he was clairvoyantly able to read the Akashic Records and almost like automatic write what he was reading from the Akashic Records. And uh, I thought it was super funny. <laughs> so I said um, something about, oh no, my comment's gone. That was hilarious. All right, I already remember what my funny past Olivia self said. Hmm. It seems since Em and I have been doing this professionally and have started our business that so many, yeah, emphasis on professional or something <laughs> that a lot of people are like, I, uh, I know a clairvoyant medium. I know Jesus. Like I even st stuff in the, the Bible, people have said that Jesus was quote unquote, a clairvoyant or clairvoyance, the ability to see well, things, especially in like Bibles and like the olden days. That is what a psychic medium was referred to as, is a clairvoyant. Which is interesting because for me, there's so many other types of clairs. You have clairvoyants, you have clairsentients, well, you have clairgustans, clairaliens. It's because they're not associating it to the ability itself. I think people that use the word clairvoyant 
just think it's someone that is sensitive. Oh, so like fairies are actually goblins. Let me just talk yes, about this giant kind of fire-breathing fairy. We have a fairy podcast. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really associated that word with something completely yeah, different than that's what a literally actually is. The same thing. Because they just don't understand it. Yeah, but this so. dude is actually saying clairvoyant as in... Because he's you saying... Yeah, he's like, this is when your clairs that you're referring to got more categorized like we put Um, names to things so when he said it he meant it which is why it annoys me because i'm like there has to be other mediums that aren't just clairvoyant and i know em and i talked about this in the youtube video and she's like yeah there probably is but clairvoyance is like the only thing that they associate with so even if they have other clairs they're not going to talk about it because it's not what they use to perceive information not everyone is yeah because as annoying as you and uses fucking taste to talk to things (laughs) your mom was talking about uh doris stokes and how she's just a clairaudient medium. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with her spiritually because our gifts are very similar. Yeah, and she's not. And she basically, she very much told me it was just easier to explain to people. But I had all of the gifts. How do you figure I got that much information that quickly? Yeah. it's Because it would be like her being on the phone. It would take a long time for her, for someone to speak words to her. Uh-huh. So she got a combination of claircognizant information and clairaudient information yeah she just talks about the clairaudient information because it's Easiest. something you can explain you can't explain thoughts to people that's hard yeah and at her time clairvoyant is probably the only thing people heard so when they exactly. heard clairaudient they were like oh what yeah She's anyways like, that's what i gave people to hold on to <laughs> i thought it was interesting that they uh, he said clairvoyant because i'm like well there has to be other types of psychic people that could have other things what if you actually like, smell the Akashic records. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be you. No, no, no. I literally said, um, why is it that you can only read the Akashic records? What if you're only Claire Gustin? Then you have to taste the Akashic records. You're just sitting there licking books. Guys, literally, when we started Metapsychics, Liv was like, I don't think I ever get taste and smell. And then now it's all what she uses. She literally comes up to me and she's like, your rock smells like fucking toasted marshmallows. And I'm like, okay (laughs) thanks oh goodness it's so funny yeah but yeah you want to taste the rainbow how about tasting the akashic records Mm -hmm. i'll just be licking book spines they're like what are you doing i'm like knowledge do you have synesthesia (laughs) of the the tastes yeah you can taste colors i think so can you taste sounds um i don't think i can taste if i screamed in your face could you taste it (laughs) I had an old man once in spirit speak really close to me so that I could smell his breath. And I knew that it tasted, it smelled, not tasted, it smelled like pastrami and bread. And I, when I said that, the client uh, was like, oh my God, that was my grandfather. He loved lunch meat and sandwiches. You could taste emotions. Uh, you told me that uh, when people are angry or like cold, you taste bitter things. Oh, yeah, but I've never done that with a physical person, only mediumship stuff. It's still an emotion that you're tasting. (laughs) I guess so. You should start tasting my emotions and tell me what my emotions are. I'm just telling you that if I ever do Akashic Records readings, the only way I want it to happen is by me licking things. Guys. Metaphysically. She did do an Akashic Records reading. On me. It'll be on Patreon. And you know who access to that? Our patrons. Do you want to be a patron? It's in the show notes. Check out that link. <laughs> it was weird. She told me I was a green blob. 
It was really weird. I didn't think that was a thing. And I, I did didn't not, think it was either. I did not taste Emily's existence, unfortunately. I wish yeah. I did. <laughs> Your essence tastes Your like essence. <laughs> You taste very sad today. Oh, God. <laughs> what if I just came up to you and licked no! the side of your face? That's why you lick my cards. You're like, I gotta taste the psychic abilities. <laughs> All right. So now we have Alice Bailey. She wrote in her 1927 book on her interpretation of the Akashic Records accounts that she says it is it is an immense photographic film. And in the most gatekeepy way possible, she said, only a trained occultist can distinguish between actual experience and those astral pictures created by imagination and keen desire. Unless I'm in completely interpreting interpreting that quote wrong, um, I find that very gatekeepy because I oftentimes, as a bona fide psychic medium, 100% think that my head movies are a lie and I am making them up. Well, there are mediums that say that you have to develop your mediumship abilities through classes in order to be fully developed and you shouldn't be reading other people until you have a certain level of development in your mediumship. Well, very much like the man that literally spoke very close to my face so that I could smell his breath to let his granddaughter know who exactly he was specifically. That is a load of baloney in my eyes. Yeah, I know. Pastrami. It's a very physical way of approaching mediumship. It's also just because they want your money. Well, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think they actually believe that that's how it is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because very... that's how they learned. It's really weird. And it might have been because they were supposed to. Mm. However, yeah, they don't view it as I'm going to steal your money. It's very much like that's how I learned. That's how it works. I'm going to help you do it because I did it that way. You should just listen so. to our podcast and your spirit guides. <laughs> then you'll save money and discover <laughs> your psychic abilities. Yeah. Now we have Rudolf Steiner. And he used the Akashic Records concept in a few series of his writings where he wrote about Atlantis and Lemuria. Atlantis. And in 1914, he founded the Anthroposophical, Anthroposophical Society. Uh, he was originally a theos theosophical person, a theosophy person. However, he was like, I really like theosophy, but... I think that my idea of theosophy, which I'm going to call anthroposophical society, is cooler. And then the, the theosophy people were like, get out! You Do you think that uh, we <laughs> he was, went... He was excluded from the theosophy people after that. Do you think that when we were mermaids, we lived in Atlantis? <laughs> Wait, scary I mermaid. thought when you... I was a mermaid when you were an orca. Oh, yeah. yeah Have you, I ever been a mermaid? I don't know. I don't think I don't so. I don't think so either. Yeah, you were an orca. I have a weird association with large things. Orca. Yeah, which that's what they're telling me. Orca. I feel very uncomfortable being small. Orca. Yeah, which is why I was big. <laughs> which is also why I was in space, if you want to know about that. Patreon. Orca. Orca. <laughs> well, were we in Atlantis? Were you in Atlantis? Hitting up all the lady mermaids. <laughs> I I think we talked about this in one of our videos. Maybe it, my past rec, my past life as a merman, mm -hmm. uh, who was apparently not very pretty, says that he wasn't a part of Atlantis. Atlantis know, is just funny. like it would be funny. What is it like the California? It's a lost whatever of lost things. city that is supposedly underwater or something. 
Or at least that's what the Little Mermaid told me. Well, yeah, but there he's saying that Atlantis is just one portion of everything because of what of the entire bottom of the ocean well, floor. Well, yeah, that's why I was like, we live in in Atlantis because that would be weird. Yeah, well, it's like the people in Europe that are like, I want to go to California. It's really cool, but then they end up doing an exchange program and end up going to like fucking Idaho. So you're saying that you were a foreign exchange student to Atlantis? No, it's <laughs> as just a fish. No, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's just like Atlantis is the place that everybody talks about, but it's yeah. not the only place. And I wasn't a part of Atlantis. He's well, like, I just you know, didn't think it was actually existing and i think it's funny that people talk about it a lot oh in like this spiritual metaphysical space they talk about atlantis i guess a lot weird i've been watching a lot of psychics and mediums talk about atlantis yeah and i think it's odd so. yeah i think it's odd too in okay. a past life as a mermaid well yeah that's also Mer cool man and barnacle fish boy man. sorry fish fish man fish, you like fish, man? fish sticks anyways no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> there was one last big wig, and his name was Edgar Casey, and he mm -hmm. claimed to be able to uh, access the Akashic records as well. Okay. And uh, I was going to talk about the super spoopy cool things that people have done to uh, get to the Akashic records. However, I think we're going to make it a Patreon thing, because why not? No, you should talk about it. I don't have it. <laughs> you don't have it. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't look it up, uh, up people's uh, things of the Akashic records. What do you mean, things of the Akashic Records? Well, everyone says it's only ancidotal, ancidotal things, occurrences. So it's just like, it's basically the same stories of people when they say, I actual projected, but it's people saying, I read the oh, Akashic when they Records. Read the Akashic Records? Yeah. And I didn't look them up. So if you guys know of uh, any Akashic Records stories, you should let me know and I'll cover them and tell you oh what I God. think about them. So how do people read the Akashic Records? Well, it's interesting because one person said it was an indestructible tablet of light, which makes me think maybe you had a past life as an Egyptian because you're perceiving it as a tablet of some sort. Because mm. when I read that sentence, I literally see a tablet with like things carved into it and it glows like Amun-Ra from like uh, the, the Night Ten at the Museum. Or like the Ten Commandments coming down onto like stone rocks. I'm not, I'm not, Ten Commandments means nothing to me. What does that mean? The Ten Commandments is a, a Christian thing. The Ten Commandments were written onto stone tablets. Maybe she was Christian. <laughs> she came from Russia. Do not know. Mm. And then another person was like, it's like my head movies. <laughs> like with like the old movies when they're on the big projector on the screen. So it was like that. Other people said it's thoughts. Everybody's thoughts. Your consciousness is uh, recorded. It's like someone takes your brain, puts it in a jar and sticks it on a shelf. And then if you want to listen to it, you like stick a straw into it. <laughs> like one of those old, what is it? Something mega. It's <sighs> they're telling me it's like um, the blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Of the spiritual realm. Oh, no, I was thinking of, like, Buster. with the VHS tapes. Actually, just, like, brains in jars, and then you stick, like, you know, the old-timey, uh, what is it, record player microphones? Okay. And you just stick it in, in, in the thing, and then you crank a little handle, oh, and it just plays everything. Can you tell we're old souls? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of people think Akashic record readings. Well, okay, there are past life readings, there's past life regressions, and then there's Akashic record readings. And 
Liv and I didn't understand the difference between like a past life reading and an Akashic Records reading because obviously if you're doing a reading of your soul contract in the Akashic Records, wouldn't it just define the lives in which you like had? But because Liv did a reading on me, it kind of explains how Akashic Records readings work because she basically explains why I incarnated and like why I do certain things and why I was incarnated into specific beings in order to help my soul because that was also written in my soul contract. What? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize that that's what happened. Well, yeah, you were there. I know. <laughs> you didn't realize Well, I did it, but I didn't like realize what I was doing or why I was doing it because I didn't well get it. I got you. That's so cute. That's beautiful. Well, the reason why you were telling me that information specifically is because I, for the last year or two, have figured out a lot of weird things about myself. So, You're not a serial killer, are you? No. Why would I, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking. <laughs> you just so, need to tell me now if you are, though. I'll be okay with it. Be, but I can't say that on the internet. What? What? Anyways. <laughs> So in the last two years, I figured out not only that I am a psychic medium, but I am also autistic. And with being autistic, I just basically pretended to be a human being up until this point. And because someone was like, hey, I do all these things and I'm autistic. And I was like, wait a second. I do all of those things, too. I might also be autistic. And then I figured that out. It was basically like me realizing that I was pretending to be a human up until this point. So when I figured that out, it was like I took off that mask of me pretending to be someone that I'm not. And now at this point in my life, it's very much a confusing as shit because not only do I have no idea who I am without that mask, but also you're telling me that I'm a psychic medium and physicality does not matter for shit. <laughs> well, it matters in your life right now. It matters in the grand scheme of things, but it, it equally doesn't matter as much as it does matter. And that's what a lot of people get tripped up on. Yeah, but it's also like people talk about spiritual awakenings and I don't think people understand the gravity of going through a spiritual awakening because I explain it in one of our podcasts of it's literally taking all of the rules of how you lived your life and someone being like, Let's put you on a different planet now and see how you deal with it. We're going to take Bikini Bottom. And (laughs) impose you somewhere else. (laughs) Because the Alaskan bullworm called your spiritual awakening is coming. Yeah. So the reason why you got this like weird green ball of energy telling you about why I exist and why all these things are happening and why I think so freaking differently than everyone else because... I, as an autistic person, a lot of people describe it as feeling like you're an alien from another planet because you don't, you don't know how to human. But for me, it's like I was a robot and they took my consciousness out of a robot and they put it into a human body. And it's like, I don't know how to have a human body. It's like I get overstimulated by things that continue my life forward, like eating So it's like these very human things that like I do not understand and that make no sense to me and that I'm hyperly overly aware of. But I also understand physicality so much on an outskirts type of way, like on a outside of the box kind of way. It's like I view things from really far away 
to understand them, but it's because like, I'm in them, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's like your understanding of existence is that of a scientist, whereas everyone's yeah. understanding and perception of the human existence is that of the person that consumes the thing that the scientist makes. But yeah, she was explaining that I was this green ball of energy and I kind of had a hand in creating the things within physicality. Oh, Jesus. I just used the science thing and they're like, exactly. She's going to say it. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> like when you're a scientist and you're developing products, yeah. you're like, this is how it's going to work and this is how it's going to be because we did this, this and that to make sure that it'll work underneath the like environmental conditions or situation that it's going to be enacted in. But yeah. then the people that like use Cheez-Its don't understand all of the thought that went behind Cheez-Its, like yeah. the certain cheese, all of the the flavors, all of the spices, how you're going to make the box, all of the marketing, like the entire everything about it. They just like, it's a Cheez-It and it's great. And you're like, no, you don't understand this Cheez-It. I put so much stuff into it. And now you're like, you're the Cheez-It. Yeah. But you also so, were the scientist at one point. <laughs> so living in this life is so weird. Like people are talking about permanently changing daylight savings time. And I think it's so odd because they're doing it in the government and the government's like, well, these are the pros and cons of having daylight savings time. And these are the pros and cons of not having it. And it blows my mind because time is literally just a category, categorization of numbers that humans decided to figure out their existence by. And now they want to change it based upon their needs. It's weird. <laughs> it's like I created this video game for people and then like, they're doing really weird things to try to understand the video game that I created for them. But it's also a little weird because when I was in school, I went to school for a very weird thing. And then I went into game design and game design for whatever reason. I was like, I am really ab abnormally good at game design. And I have this green fucking ball that was doing that. <laughs> I'm glad I could help you. And I didn't really realize weird. it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i think the consensus is that as hu humanity as itself do you think that is it is mature enough or not mature enough on the cheesy commercial scale <laughs> what do you mean you mean humanity yeah Being like oh what cheese it no, no, no you've never seen the cheesy commercials no, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the wheel of cheese, and it tells bad dad jokes like you and I. I know. I just think and it's the weird that you're like ready it to humanity. Or, yeah, <laughs> ready or not ready. Is his humanity still telling dad jokes like trying to figure out daylight savings time in a governmental societal fashion? Or just, is it mature enough to actually like be a cheese it It's just so weird because <laughs> the universe is created in an organic way, and we put humans on this organic planet, and they're like... Let's take numbers and boxes and make all of the circles into boxes so that we can understand how they are. Because when they have sides, it makes more sense than when they're a circle. That's how I feel about it. So I would say we're not ready. The guy in the lab would just check. Well, I just not ready. It's just odd that we put such a structured being on such an organic planet, which I think is the point, but also... Makes no sense to me. The universe has a sense of humor for sure. It is definitely one giant sitcom. Yeah. It is a satire for sure. Our but existence is satire. Your Akashic Records reading was basically like, this is why you're autistic. Ah. Uh -huh. 
I'm glad I meant a lot to you because I was like, this doesn't feel like an Akashic Records reading, but the woman yeah. that looked really nice was, was I, I didn't telling underst- me all of those things. I didn't understand what an Akashic Records reading was until you started talking. But what did you just say? If you ask me what an Akashic Records reading is, I'm still not going to be able to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to lick some content. books. Well, it could also include your past lives and all of that stuff. However, it goes deeper than being like, this is what you did in this past life in Egypt. You were a mermaid. You did these things as a mermaid. But why were you a mermaid? Nobody knows. Can that would I be Akashic Records. What? Lick your past life? No. <laughs> I think if I licked my no mermaid licky. past life, he would just slap me. Well, this time? Because he's like, you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, lick a tongue. Oh, God. You're welcome. Well... There's the Akashic Records. You want oh me to God. tell you about some certain specific ways in which other people have experienced the Akashic Records? Or Let me know. Do you want to see me get read by Liv in her first ever Akashic Records reading? That I didn't understand the gravity that it held for him. Isn't Joy. that the whole purpose of mediumship? Giving people oh, yeah. things that you don't understand <laughs> is important to them and you're just literally the meat sack in which that importance flows through? So yeah, if you want more information about the Akashic Records... We'll post it on a Patreon, so join Patreon. Yeah, and if you guys could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. And if you listen on Spotify, I don't know if Spotify lets you like leave reviews or something. However, if you do, leave some words and make sure to add a dad joke, and we'll shout you out in our podcast because we both think it's really funny. Yeah, we're gonna try and find the best Apple Podcast or Spotify review to. uh, on the podcast because we only have seven apple podcast review all of them are five stars however there's no words or dad jokes so they're boring come on dad jokes there was one person that was like i found you guys and you guys have changed my life i love you so much someone put words yeah oh they really liked us that's interesting she was adorable most of the people just put stars yeah she's the only person that put words you know who you are because you're the only one (laughs) (laughs) as of right now (laughs) all right you guys so. want to learn more about super cool, spoopy stuff? Go on to our YouTube channel. We have a blog. I'm going to work on it. We also have uh, readings and a website. So do with that what you will. We have a psychic quiz somewhere, too. Everyone likes to find that. We should update it. We should do it the Claire's. That would be fun. Oh, yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. Well, we should leave the psychic one on there. But well, we yeah. We can do Claire's differently. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah, guys. Here. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is the last one. Sorry. Patreon people. We're about to shout you out. Are you ready for that? I'm you ready for that. <laughs> I got to scoot closer. Jordan. Jordan. Savannah. So, we're going to say them all together. Maybe. Trinity. Trinity Avery, Avery. Cassandra. Anthony. <laughs> she doesn't want to. Violet. <laughs> Peyton. Farina. Allie. Mac. Josie. Autumn. Thias. Victoria. Jenny. Laurel. Brianna. Nate. Bradley. Sandy. Nas. Sherry. Christina. Sushi. Anita. Katie. Charles. Holly. Krista. Flo. Ibby. Malake. You always Your say towel. it with a question mark. <laughs> There's no question. They are, Malake. in fact, a towel. When you finally listen to this, Malake, you should tell me about it. <laughs> It'll probably be never. Yeah, I know. They'll just never know. They'll Why? never know. I already told them that I talk about them on our podcast. Mm-hmm. They're our friend, in case you were wondering. <laughs> and we're your meta sidekicks. Oh, Wow.
do you think I could learn how to do the whooshy finger hold in the Akashic Records? The what? What? <laughs> we need to go watch Kung Fu Panda right now. Jesus.